I am the person here who probably watches the least movies, so if I see it, I just assume everyone else has. (laughs) You know, I've met a lot of people who haven't seen Dodgeball. I fucking love that movie. I love that. My dog is named after that movie. I know. And so when, was your D&D and character when, all Cobra, when Cobra figured that out, he was like, It's a good movie. Pepper Brook, it works perfectly. So I gave no preamble for this because this is a special recording. Uh, theoretically, this is a movie we've all seen. Steve just said it's iffy, but who knows? Maybe we'll watch it like, oh yeah, I've seen this. But we are getting ready together we're all going to be on a trip, trip soon, and we're going to call watch... Call time is in like three hours. Call time is soon. And we're going to be watching the 1978 classic, Halloween. Now, they just released Halloween Kills. Personally, I think two out of the three of us that have seen it at this four-person table were fans of it. I'm not actually... Steve, did, how would you feel about the movie? I like spoilers. It. I liked it. Had uh, quite a bit of gore. I'm a big gore person compared to. Uh, it's a fucking slasher. To... It's not a spoiler. I know, but I'm scared he's gonna scary. say one. No, I don't say spoilers. I wouldn't spoil it. But yeah, it's uh, originally Steve and I were gonna be recording uh, an episode about One Piece. That was pushed back for reasons, and here we are. A fun little way to fill up that time. Technically, we were doing this a lot later than we would have. So it's not really filling up any time. Anything, we're just adding on. Yes. So, uh, we've all seen it. Just as some facts related to all of us, John Carpenter, the director and the writer, or co-writer, is a USC alumnus. Oh, that's cool. Lit. Uh, but also, as much as people love to assign meaning, and there you can pull a lot from this movie, definitely not his intention, because he's definitely a... I didn't do this because I thought it'd be this way. He's definitely more of a technical director than any other sort of authorial intent. I watched The Thing pretty recently. That was good. That's also very good. John Carpenter. Not as much meaning as he had planned. Well, let me rephrase that. A way, lot more meaning than he had Way more meaning than he had planned, yeah. yeah. But no, that good movie. amazing technicals, though. Oh, yeah, no. He, Huge fan. He knows how to fucking shoot a thing. That also, was also the first movie he did uh, where he didn't do the, the soundtrack. Did you yes. know that? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, he does most of the soundtracks for his movies. He considers, how, he considers himself a musician more than a filmmaker. And uh, yeah, fucking hell. The person who embodies, this is an old movie, well, most of these are old movies then we're talking about them, but the person who embodies the shape known as Michael Myers in the movie, always credited as the shape in the credits. Uh, Nick Castle, he's a director in his own right. I believe the movie he directed was The Last Starfighter, which is kind of a meta type thing from the late 80s. And he is also a USC alumnus. But yeah, so a lot of SC in here. Hello, there's William in the background. He's not too much a fan of scary movies, and he's looking forward to actually sleeping these next three, four hours. Great. So we are going to watch Halloween now and get back to you. Okay, we are back 
from watching Halloween. Uh, so my first question for that then is, Steve, now that we've seen it, now that you've seen it right now, have you watched this movie before or were you just- No, I've never watched this movie before. Okay, so this worked out for me. Someone actually hasn't watched this movie. This is great. I've, I've heard of this movie. I kind of have like the idea of what the plot is, but I've never actually seen it. It's, um, it is very slow paced yeah. compared to more modern slashers, mm -hmm. but this along with, you gotta pull back to like the 60s, Psycho, mm -hmm. and 1974's Black Christmas mm -hmm. really set a lot of tropes for slasher movies as a genre. Mm. Okay. Like those, those three movies in particular have a, like from the killer's perspective, way of doing things that mm. kind of goes into a lot of these movies. But in particular, this long running franchise. Mm. Yeah, so what, what did you think of the movie? Uh, it's really good. It's really iconic. I mean, obviously, um, like you said, it's really slow paced and have a lot of killings. Um, not like other like modern esque war movies. So that's always a plus is to see more slow moving action, but it's thorough. There's not like a bunch of plot holes of like, oh, why didn't you run to the cemetery? or any other weird shit like that. Logan looks like he wants to say something. There's like a that. plot hole, and it's who the fuck taught Michael how to drive. Yes. To be fair, that is addressed. Not well, but it is lampshaded. Because Loomis specifically says, how did he know how to drive? Maybe someone around here is giving him lessons. But yes, that is the question that people ask after pretty much every Halloween movie besides Halloween 3. Who taught Michael how to drive? And Halloween 6, I guess. No, someone, someone's he's driving around in that too. Sure. I guess it's kind of answered in Halloween 6. That's what you're telling me, Cobra. I don't know. I haven't seen Halloween we'll, 6. We'll watch Halloween 2, 4, 5, and 6. And we'll, we'll get the picture. Sure. Right. You, uh, how, how often have you seen this movie in the last... 10 days alone, Garrett. Yeah, so it, within the past 10 days, including tonight, I have seen the 1978 Halloween five times. Yeah, so I think Garrett mentioned it up, up top, but he was sick and he just kept rewatching this movie. And what is very rare for me is to be in a position where someone has watched a specific movie more times than I have. And it was kind of unsettling. Like, oh, is this how other people feel when they watch movies with me? It's <laughs> like Jesus. This kid just keeps fucking quoting lines, like, like every fucking scene. It's like, oh, he's got this shit locked down. We're just gonna have him on the corner, just like busking for tips, just acting out Halloween. Okay, I'd be down for for tips. Yeah, no, it's. Uh... It's a lot of stuff in the comic score. Yes. Yeah, not exactly. So the score was done by John Carpenter, the writer, well, co-writer and director. 
what I'd forgotten about was that to do this movie, for everything that he did in this movie, John Carpenter made $10,000. What? Writing, <laughs> directing, and composing. Damn. What? The most, because it's an indie movie, they're working with like low budgets, right? Mm-hmm. Lewis sold like 30 to 60 million. The highest paid actor was Donald Pleasance, who played Dr. Samuel Loomis, who seemed to, as we've talked about while we were watching the movie, the best, worst character ever. Uh, I, th- I believe he made $20,000 to make this movie. I think I've read that Jamie Lee Curtis made 8000 And Nick Castle, who was the physical embodiment of Michael Myers, except when they took the mask off, he made $25 a day. Hmm. Which, I mean, it was the 70s, so it's stretched out more, but Jesus. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh no, man. You pay me $25 today? to go around and act around in a movie where I don't even have to show my face and I just pretend to kill a bunch of teenagers, all for it. I will say I do a lot of things for, for money. Yeah, I've learned that tonight. But I believe part of John Carpenter's deal was getting like back end on any profits from the movie. I don't know if that was just pure ticket sales or future like rights from the movie, but like, well, I'm sure he's made a lot more. Oh, I'm sure he's the made a lot more. has gone on. The rest of the franchise, but off of the original alone, to be still getting like residuals from that, like about however much percentage, that alone would just be fucking coasting through life. Yeah. Definitely. I liked it. It's classic. Yeah. So you had mentioned earlier that it wasn't. There wasn't that much explicit violence in the movie, which mm-hmm. I think is more of a sign of the times than anything else. Because probably budget too. Yeah, budget might play a factor in that, but just for the time, even those like three kills were considered like especially violent, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, you you still get a lot of. Here is something I wanted to bring up from what we talked about in movies. There's a shit ton of nudity. Mm-hmm. Well, there's like two or three naked people. But mm-hmm. considering how small this cast is, that's a large percentage. Yes. And you kept saying, what's the difference between this and a porno movie? That was me. I kept saying that. There, that was really hard. There is a lot of uh, sexual noises coming from the people being attacked. Just besides the fact that some of them were having sex when, like, prior to dying, but yeah, no, there's one of the major things people they've done studies for this uh, get out of watching horror movies is an enhanced sort of libido. Basically, the idea that horror movies tend to be aphrodisiacs sort of just because it gets your blood running and like getting closer to people I mean that's weird but like also kind of explains if you think about it like so many of my issues with like horror movies is why would you be having sex right now you know like 
That happens a lot in horror movies, I feel like. Yeah. There's, there's like, the couple that's, like, just having sex after, like, encountering a scary guy with insert weapon here. And they're just, like, having sex, and it's like, what? Why? Why are you not running or calling the cops or doing something? Well, they didn't come into contact with them before they started doing well, the well, no, 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 not, not, movie. Well, not in this one, but, like, in, in many other horror movies, they so, do that. I would say that this movie unintentionally created the idea and uh, the creators for future horror movies that um, the, all of the, the kids that are sinning by sex and drugs, drinking, all of these kids are the ones dying. So clearly, especially in the 80s, with the cultural impact of like neoconservatism, uh, what started happening is all of this quote-unquote sinners are the ones that started to like die and you didn't get the like pure virginal person as the final, final girl. <clears throat> that makes sense. So, uh, like I stated up top, John Carpenter was really interested in that deep of a, you know, thing. It's mostly like Hey, what if someone just came around, came around and started killing babysitters? <laughs> a good plot for a horror movie. It is, it is, because it's, it's just like a, like a type of small town story. Like, oh, you hear about what happened down at the old Myers place? He stabbed his sister in the titty. <laughs> it's true. Uh, on Halloween night 40 years ago, Michael Myers came around and killed three teenagers. So, oh. you know, it's, just, it's that type of, like, small-town urban legend shit. Yeah. That translates to, like, oh, this could happen to you. I, Any I, town in the USA. Yeah, that's why they said it, like, literally in the middle of the fucking country. Haddonfield, Illinois, where strangely there are some palm trees you can notice in the background. Crazy. Yeah. I didn't know they had palm trees in Illinois. Yeah, it's, it's surprising, but in the 70s, anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to touch on? I don't know. I think it's, um, it's interesting, um, the direction the series has taken. I don't want to say it too much because somebody here still hasn't seen Halloween Kills. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to see how they've taken that lack of authorial intent and <laughs> done stuff with that. Um, and I can't be more specific than that. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to make Garrett attack. But, like, also... I mean, calling him the pure embodiment of evil is like begging, begging for, for some kind of, you know, speculation and, ooh, deeper meaning. So I, I don't know if John Carpenter's really, really being like Hunter with that whole, oh yeah, the, just a fun slasher flick. Well, his, his original plan was to do a full anthology, hence why they had Halloween 3 to be its own thing. But 
the studios were like, so we're going to make this Halloween too. Are you in or not? Because we're just going to do it. And it's like, well, might as well get some money. Yeah, now you, you were talking about how they just spanned this fucking franchise off in a bunch of different directions. There have been like three, <laughs> essentially there are like three different Halloween 2s. There's the original Halloween 2, there's Halloween H2O, four different Halloween 2s, because Halloween H2O was supposed to take place in, no, because that would be after Halloween 2. So there are three Halloween 2s. There's Halloween 2. There's Halloween 2. There's Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And the 2018 version of Halloween is a direct sequel to the original Halloween. I haven't seen the 2018 Halloween. It's okay. But, I, but Garrett seems offended, but... Yeah, he did seem a little... Uh, I have that on Blu-ray. Oh, or you could get Wendy Cock or some shit, I don't know. I'm assuming that's where it's streaming. It's a, actually, I don't know if that was distributed through Universal. So maybe that one isn't on Peacock. But. I'm sure I can find it somewhere. Yeah, I don't think there's that much else to talk about. It's a pretty well-tread fucking movie. Yeah. Some good iconic stuff, like Steve said, you know, William Shatner mask. That's something we didn't say. The mask, because they're working with low budgets, the mask was just a William Shatner, Captain Kirk mask that they like bleached and shit and like widened the eye holes. And I think they got it for like a dollar or two somewhere in Hollywood. It's like, oh, cool. Great, here's our villain. It's pretty iconic for, for being that, you know? Yeah. It's good stuff. That being said, there have been many different variations of that mask used throughout the movies. I feel like Gare would be able to discern that more than even I probably would. So just as a quick question, Garrett, what is your favorite version of the Michael Myers mask? Uh, the one in the original or the one in the 2018 sequel, because all of the sequels that followed the original, all either, they made the eyes too wide and you could see Michael Myers' actual eyes during all of the movies, or there was always just something about each mask that just kind of looked off and made it look cheap. And then there's also... Uh, Rob Zombie's remake of the original Halloween where Michael Myers his room in the mental institution is just covered from wall to wall in a bunch of masks and the one that he's wearing for basically the entirety of the movie until he finds his original white mask again is this weird orange duct tape looking thing that, that just looks absolutely so strange and childish. Isn't, isn't that kind of the point? Like, isn't he a kid? No, this is oh. when he's in, this oh. is when, like, he's escaping the institution when he's like 21 or however old oh. he is. Yeah. Yeah, so... I want to say, from what I remember, Halloween Four, I believe, had the like the worst mask. I'm gonna look this up. 
It's between four and five, I know that. You mean 4.5? Because that's what you're saying, four and five. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, okay, yeah. I would say the Halloween four masks. Oh, yeah. Probably that looks worse. That looks pretty bad. No, my, my favorite. The torn up one in Rob Zombie's Halloween two is also just terrible. You can you can literally see half of his face. It's it's god awful. I think my favorite is the 2018 version. Also, like Halloween four and Halloween five, not only are like the the eye holes like too big, but the eyebrows, oh my god. The eyebrows just make it look you can't take them seriously. The mask in Halloween Resurrection, you can literally see his eyes through it. The eyebrows make him look like not threatening at all. Yeah, same with Halloween. Same with Halloween H two O. It made the eye holes very, very oval like. He's like surprisingly threatening for how like. Honestly, there's there's a lot of like body comedy, in the in in this movie that like you don't kind of expect to laugh at, but like. He's kind of a fun. He's he's got some character. You know, he's a funny guy. So. So I believe John Carpenter's direction to Nick Castle was basically because uh, he was asked, like, what is my character motivation? He said, your motivation is to walk to that set marker and don't act. And I believe the one scene he gave actual direction for was uh, when they killed Bob, uh, Linda's boyfriend, and does, like, head tilts like it's a kind of like a child just like or an animal observing something those were like the one direction to go do this but i think that those actions probably serve to give the most character to michael myers because it's just like he's weirdly inquisitive slash murderous yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that is the last small thing I wanted to mention. I mean, it's fucking Halloween. A lot of people, apparently not Steve, but a lot of people have seen this movie. Uh, it set the bar for a lot of future movies. The genre as a whole, I would say, between mm -hmm. that and Black Christmas. Um, I will say the first time I ever encountered, like, Michael Myers in a film was Halloween H2O. And yeah, for the record. <laughs> I kind of want to. No, no, I won't question. I'll, I'll ask you off. Mike. Oh, fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. no, I don't know. It's just. It set up a whole genre. There's, there's nothing much more, but like. We four dudes sitting in a fucking living kitchen room waiting for our 3 a.m. time thirty in the morning like there's not much we'll be able to add break new fucking ground here as much as i wish we could but you know i guess under different circumstances maybe but i no this is a this is a 43 year old movie i can't think of much that hasn't been said but no it's i 
one one of the things I like most about watching movies with my friends is introducing them to stuff that well besides just not that they haven't seen before, just things that I enjoy and just sharing the stuff that I love with other people. So I'm glad that Steve apparently you did not see this movie because you managed to make me keep this theme of movies people haven't watched. So thank you. Yes. This is an especially self-indulgent episode of this podcast, <laughs> but it worked out in the end. Yes. And yeah. So Steve, do you have anything to plug? Uh, Twitter, uh, the bird app at Steve Horniak, my name, uh, give it a follow. I don't really do a lot of social media. I kind of do my own thing with school because school is cool. I lie, you know, I just, I just, <laughs> I just lie. It's, I'm going to say it now. <laughs> but yeah, give me a follow. Uh, Logan, what about you? Um, I haven't streamed in a hot minute, but I stream occasionally on twitch.tv slash jand3469. That's J-A-Y-A-N-D. And then numbers 3469. Uh, drop a follow. Uh, hopefully I'll get back into streaming soon. I stream, uh, uh, I've been streaming Dark Souls games, Sekiro, um, probably going to stream the Outer Wilds at some point because I got it and it seems pretty cool. And I also am going to stream some horror games. So if you're interested in watching somebody play video games on the internet, you can drop a follow and eventually it'll happen. Did you end up getting a fill uh, no. Okay. Not yet. So not yet. Not yet. That is our goal. We're going to get him to fucking Twitch affiliate. I have to like actually stream to do that. <laughs> no, no, no. They don't know that. All right. Garrett, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah. Everyone get in the comments and tell them to bring me back for more episodes and shit like this. I know this started as an anime podcast. Totally not my thing. Not going to watch that. Don't want to deal with the whole thing. <laughs> not even going to get started on it. But do more shit like this. Love it. Also, if everyone also wants to take time to send a message to Tom Ricketts telling him to spend money in free agency and to not be cheap and also bring back Chris Bryant, that would be great. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised to catch the fucking Dodgers Giants guys. What the fuck, Chris Bryant? God, I miss him. Wow. He should have been a Chicago Cub for life. So you can find me on most social media platforms with the handle at El Tubacabra. That's E-L-T-U-B-A-C-A-B-R-A. You can find the main podcast that we do. At this point, we're recording more of these movie podcasts than the anime. But you can find us at Reluctant Cruise on Twitter, Reluctant Cruise Podcast on Instagram. You can email us at reluctantcruise at gmail.com. ReluctantCruise at gmail.com. I'm not going to plug the, the fucking Apple and Spotify uh, links because if you're hearing this, it's the same fucking feed. Eventually, and I say this every time I record this, I'll write, right, make like a Twitter and maybe an email or some shit. But for now, that is there. Uh, yeah, still no fucking... Sign off for this show. Watch more movies.
Oh yeah, there was a frame rate thing. Um. So there's a World War II dogfight happening outside. Don't worry about it. I think the Zero just got shot down, hopefully, question mark. I guess. I'm not an American imperialist. I take that back. I hope no one wins. Wait. No. No? No. No, we just, just, just don't worry about it. There's just some, some very loud people who are not compensating for anything whatsoever um, outside. All right, I'm going to let this uh, police and or ambulance Probably run ambulance. its course. I'm just going to do some just vamping here, depending on how long that takes. Anything you want to plug, Cabra? Kind of. That's why I'm waiting for the fucking... <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Watch more movies. This is, this is just a general message. I'll probably cut that, but watch more movies. I feel bad. I hope Case doesn't hate us.